today our readings come from Matthew 5 and Colossians 1. From Matthew 5, verse 48. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And then in Colossians chapter 1, starting with verses 27. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. So I don't know about you, but for a long time, when I read verses that talked about us being perfect, the first one was mentioned by Jesus in Matthew, and then Paul even talks about being perfect. When I first heard those verses, I got extremely agitated because as a recovering perfectionist, (laughs) I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I'm one of those sensitive artist types. And for me, I've always been a perfectionist in the way that I've approached everything. As I've grown older, I've learned that it's not about being perfect in the way that we think of this in the flesh. But as for me, I've always striven for excellence. So that's how I like to think of myself now, not as a perfectionist so much, but as a person who is committed to doing all things with excellence, because I want to be light and salt to the world. I want people to look at me and see the excellence of Christ living in and through me. And so I really endeavor to do everything that I put my hand to. I work at it as unto the Lord, as we're encouraged in the scripture. But coming back to these verses in Matthew and also Colossians, Paul gives us a little bit more clarity and understanding what he means by perfection. And that's given to us in Ephesians 4. So I'll go ahead and read that passage now, starting with verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no more be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So I looked up the word perfect and also fullness in the beginning of those verses that I just read in Ephesians 4. And the word for perfect is teleos in the Greek, and it means complete, a full age of a man and perfected. So we know that perfection in this sense is just that we reach a maturity in Christ. And in this passage, I think it's really interesting because Paul is talking about this isn't something that we endeavor to do on our own. Of course, we know that when we're in Christ, we're never alone. He told us he would never leave us as orphans. 
that he would give us his Holy Spirit. We know that his spirit dwells in us. It doesn't leave. It doesn't come and go, but his spirit is with us always. So we know in that sense, we are never alone. But if you go to Ephesians and read these passages where Paul is talking about being perfect, he's saying unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we want to grow into a a mature man into the fullness of Christ. So that word for fullness is pleru, P-L-E-R-O-O. And in Strong's Concordance, it says to make replete, that is to furnish, imbue, diffuse, influence, satisfy, execute, verify, to accomplish, complete, and fill up, fulfill, preach, perfect, supply. And then in there, sometimes with Strong's, they just give you words and it's a little bit unclear. So if I go to Thayer's, that's another concordance. In Thayer's, it's defined as to make full, to fill up, to fill to the full, abound, I am liberally supplied, to fill up to the top so that nothing shall be wanting. So in these definitions, we understand a little bit more of what Paul was saying here that we want to grow up into maturity, that we don't want to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by the deceitfulness of men. And so we know that we do that by spending time in the word, because we know that the Lord talked about abiding in him. The way we abide in him is that we abide in his word. We study his word. We meditate on it day and night. Remember the Psalm that says the man who lives according to the law will be like a tree planted by streams of living water. And I love that visualization because if we are abiding in him, we think of that his spirit pouring in us and through us like fountains of pure water. I've done a lot of talking about water in these podcasts. And to me, just the visualization of that speaks so much to flourish, like a tree that's planted on the banks of a river, that it's always flourishing because of that constant continual supply of water to its root system. And so that's what we want to be doing. We want to always be sure that we are in the word, we are abiding in him. His word is living and active. We know that in his word, we are encouraged, we are edified, we are corrected we are built up. And then in Ephesians, because we know we do all of those things as our personal disciplines in the Lord. So we have those personal disciplines in the faith that we meditate, we spend time in his word. We are continually renewing our mind to his word. We are speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We are thinking on things that are pure and good and true. So we know all of those things from scripture, that those are things that we are to be doing personally in our own walk with the Lord. But in Ephesians, he talks about this in the context of the body of Christ. And so he talks about this in Ephesians 4. So it's the rest of that passage. We started with verse 13. 
So it says, we are not carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of man, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So we are growing up into Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. And that causes the growth of the body. So there's something about this coming together as the body of Christ. And each one of us has a role to play in the body. So none of us is doing this in isolation. Yes, we are disciplining ourselves to grow ourselves up in the word and to, and to meditate on it and to spend time with him. But we're also coming together in fellowship with the body. And that's where the church really gets built up. He talks about speaking the truth in love. Well, we're speaking the truth to one another, right? We're encouraging one another. We are speaking words of encouragement and hope and peace, all of those fruits of the spirit. And in doing that, we are building one another up so that we grow up into that unity, that unity that is common in Christ. We have the same mind. And so I just was thinking about this today, thinking about, yes, we are to do these things on our own, but we're also to do these things in fellowship with one another. And that's a beautiful picture of just thinking about everyone supplying what is needed according to their own personal part and share in this. So if you're ever feeling discouraged or like, well, what do I have to offer? I don't do this. They do that. We're comparing when we aren't to compare ourselves at all, only to Christ. Of course, we look at Christ and the example that he set, and that's the only comparison that we're to make. But we know that we have a role in the body. We were created with a, with a role to play in the body of Christ. Remember, he talks about giving some to be apostles, some to be prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors. So we each have a defined role in the body. And how beautiful a picture that is of us all coming together as we spend time on our own with the word in his presence, but then together. And what encouragement there is to be in the body of Christ. So we started out this conversation talking about being perfect and coming into the fullness of Christ and how we are to do that, not only in our own private time, but also in coming together. And in that way, we become mature. We become mature as a body because the degree to which the body of Christ is in unity, in the faith, with the mind of Christ. That's the strength of the body. That's when we're really strong. We want to come together and be strong as one in the faith so that we are working as his church in unison and we are bringing light and hope to a dark world. I hope that encourages you today and thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you who are out there. I look sometimes at where my listeners are coming from and you're all over the world. That's so exciting to me. I have listeners in Belgium, in Australia, in New Zealand, all through Europe and UK, and of course in the United States. And that's really exciting to me as technology has sort of bridged the gap. We no longer have any distance in the spirit. 
but we are all together in unity as the body. And that is such a blessing to be a part of. So bless you today. I hope this has encouraged you and we will meet again next week. God bless you.